Hello. Another week in the books. And that book's looking more and more like it was written by Orwell. I hope you all are hanging in there. And through these troubling times, we're making the best of it. Now, I wanted to take off this week where we left off with the propaganda and the smacks of authoritarianism, how to spot it and how it's used against us. But uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be possible since we've got so much going on between elections and just everything kind of coming in on us. So this week you guys can come for a ride-along with my ADHD and we're going to cover a whole whack load of topics and uh, just see where things take us because there's just too many fires at once to focus on just one. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing I, I want to touch on, and it, it lends back to some of the conversations we've had leading up to this, is last week we heard word from Justin Trudeau. I don't think many in the media or even outside of the media understood or grasped what it was he was saying and, and the subtext in his speech. But I, maybe it's confirmation bias, but it, it stuck out like a sore thumb for me. So I'm just going to play you that clip and then we can talk. We've seen situations where uh, conservative backbenchers have referred to some of this government's decisions as tyrannical in terms of how we're uh, creating mandates for vaccination of public servants or vaccination of people on trains and airplanes. Well, the answer to tyranny is to have an election. And I think people who disagree uh, with this government or disagree with this direction should have an opportunity to make themselves heard. And that's what this election is all about. It's a So there you see him test the waters, basically admitting to some extent that he knows that what they're doing is and can be described as tyrannical. But what he does after that is what catches my ear and, and really worries me. And the way that sounds to me is he knows what's going on. He knows that he's acting tyrannical. But he almost acts as if the people want it. To me, it sounds like they are basing this election on a mandate for tyranny. Any victory for the liberals at this point seems like it will be viewed as a tacit endorsement of, of tyranny. It's, his mandate is hinging on on that topic and that worries me to, to no end uh, generally speaking I, I think we're likely to end up with a minority government on either side of that aisle but for them to come out and s- say tyranny is on the ticket that, that should raise some hairs this is not going to age well, I don't think. I, d- I don't think this administration is... Uh, it's. I don't think it's a healthy place we're at right now. And and the, the scary part is they'll come out and say it themselves. Like The average person might not even pick up on that, but man, once you see it, once you hear it, it's... I don't know. It changes how you see things. While we're talking about tyranny and the devolution of our current society, Uh, as many of you, if not all of you, have heard, we are now heading headlong into a show-me-your-papers society, 
the government of both the province and the feds are now laying the groundwork to have national and provincial vaccine passports. We've seen a multitude of businesses, both public and private now, mandating vaccination. And so far, there's largely no real resistance, it seems. I know there's some lawsuits that are bubbling up, and I'm sure we'll hear lots about that in the coming months. But if you're like me trying to figure out how you navigate in the short term, I mean, if you've got any ideas, let me know, but uh, I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. All I can say is, don't cave based on pressure like this. And I, I say that knowing how easy it is to armchair quarterback something like this. But I'm not, like, I'm not saying it lightly. My, my job may well be on the line for this as well. But we need to find common ground and unite, because if society at large says no, at some point there's nothing they can do. But if you're on the other side of that, if, if you've received both your vaccines, and I, I will always maintain that is your individual choice, and it should always be just that. Your individual choice, educated and informed by a doctor of your choosing, if you wish. You don't need a doctor if you have come to a conclusion through educating yourself in an earnest manner, then I don't I don't think you need a doctor's sign-off to object based on any moral, ethical, or factual basis. I support your autonomy, and that's that. If, if you've got it, that's fine. But to my listeners that have received their vaccines, I, I'm, I implore you, when you're facing an employer now that is asking for your paperwork... It is as much on you guys as it is on the unvaccinated to stand ground. I know some workplaces that I am familiar with are, are now mandating vaccine proof or you're doing twice a week tests. And I would I would almost encourage if you're vaccinated, decline to prove. Decline to participate in this nonsense. Submit for your bi-weekly spit test and join us in the headache that is going to become our lives but we really like if we can't rise up it's the, it's even the small resistance and saying look I know what history has shown us I've seen this happen before I don't like where it could go and I say that carefully it could go somewhere dark I feel like we're already in a pretty dark spot but I'm I'm speaking comparative evil and we're certainly not there but we could slide there very quickly from where we're at and I, I just I'm at a loss for words on so many of these topics it's a it's a shitty week um, I can yeah that's pretty much what it is I don't know where we go I don't, I don't like being at a loss for words, but it seems like the battle lines are being drawn. Now all that's left is to decide how the fight plays out, what type of battle, the venue, 
hopefully it doesn't devolve straight into civil war and chaos, but I mean, at this point, I can't say I clearly can rule anything off the table. I, I see a potential for some dangerous times. I also see potential for an about-face turnaround. I, I am a little less optimistic in that regard, but I still hold hope. We can turn this around, we just need to find a way to unite across every polar line that's been drawn, from vaccines to politics to religion to... We just, we need to unite as humanity and say, this crosses a line. So, I, if you're, again, if you're vaccinated, I encourage you not to participate in the paper culture that's forming. And if you aren't vaccinated, I, I wish you Godspeed in navigating what's to come. They're certainly going to narrow and narrow the accommodations. I, I fully expect we'll see something similar to Australia, where, sure, we'll accommodate you. Twice a week you get tested, everyone's happy. And then soon, you'll get to the point where they're going to be making you pay your own tests that they're now imposing on you. And those tests are not cheap. Uh, and <laughs> our governments well know it's it's been a great resource to spend money and print money. But when it starts being directly born immediately on you, not just through incessant borrowing. But that's that's... Basically, the breakdown I see that at right now. On to the next bushfire in our world. And it's got to be the crisis in Afghanistan. And the utter nonsense pulling out the way that the states pulled out of that. I, I don't think you could do it worse if you tried. If you literally sat down and and thought, what is the worst possible way I could do this? I don't think you could do it. So, I mean, to give them credit where it's due, uh, Joe Biden really did screw it up to an ultimate level. So, I mean, I guess that, that's a badge, a participation trophy, maybe. Um, but it's not just the immediate that we're going to see fallout from this. You've seen now trillions of dollars gone to waste. You've seen thousands of lives gone for nothing. You've seen no real change. And we've now handed stockpiles of weapons and munition to terrorists that have shown before they are, are more than happy to exact extreme tolls on the West. And it's just... It's... it's, it's this, this week has really taken my breath away in a not fun way. Um, but we see the country's response, and it's, it's good to see people jumping to help. But I think we're going to see this age poorly. I think when you look back at this five, ten years from now, you're going to be able to point to this moment as this is what caused it. You've now seen the UK, uh, and I believe there's a few other countries that have just accepted sweeping refugees. And 
don't get me wrong, I don't want to come off the wrong way. Refugees and asylum is important. We owe these people help. But these countries there's there's multiple countries now that have zero restrictions. There's no checks and balances, there's no process, and it's it's just out of a we need to help as many people as we can as fast as we can with no pause for thought for no no time to to really vet it out and we've seen this before this is not a new thing we saw when syria was turned into chaos that germany brought in whoever wanted to come we're not checking we're we're just acting out of compassion and perhaps it is just that it's just compassion and they get foolhardy they're too ahead of themselves and it, it was just a failure of good intentions. But we see that it's not just women, children, and innocent men that are, are coming and claiming asylum. You have to understand that these these countries are epicenters right now for Western society's terrorists. We, we see people that want to see the modern West society. And I say this speaking like, Germany represents much of Western society. They hold values similar, and they function similarly. And and you saw, we saw terrorists that came in under the cloak of refugees. We saw sex offenders come in under the cloak of refugees. And criminals, convicted criminals. And it just... Re- wreaked havoc. There's there's now no-go zones in parts of Europe where it's not even safe for people to be. And you're seeing it done again where you're going to have these problems pop up in the not-too-distant future. You have to understand that these people are fleeing from a terrorist-controlled country at this point. And it would be naive to think that there is not any ability for organized subversion to, to fit people into areas they want and to sneak people that don't have the best intentions throughout. And where that actually ends up, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what comes of it, but it doesn't leave me feeling too great knowing it's happened before and it did not go well. People have died because of it. There have been attacks, stabbings, and rapes. This is not a condemnation on the Afghani people. I think the West and anyone who, any of the coalition forces, we genuinely owe it to the Afghani families that helped, that were interpreters, that unless intervention happened, would literally be slaughtered and, and we're seeing it now. There are plenty of genuine refugees that we shouldn't just accept because it's the compassionate thing to do. We literally owe them. So I don't want it to come off as a cultural condemnation, rather a genuine criticism, knowing that there are risks in that area and some of those will get through with no checks and balances. But we'll see. Maybe we'll come back to this episode and 
we can see if I'm right or wrong. I hope I'm wrong. It's not something I really want to be right on, but we'll see. Let's just bring it back home before we end for the day. And I'd like to have a conversation on... It's sort of the vote split topic again. And I'm probably going to cover this a lot in the next little bit. But for those of you who object to a papers please society... Again, I, I say that not in the sense that you need to pick a side on a vaccine or not a vaccine. But the concept of having to show your papers to participate in fundamental aspects of society. We have set precedent that there are certain settings where these things can be mandated in the right settings. This We're talking, generally, you see long-term care and health care, but even then, those are largely mandated not to the point of termination. General accommodation is quite often made. But it also applies differently in the sense that these are not novel treatments and novel therapies that are being mandated in the precedent. And understand that the drugs we're talking about right now are still in phase three trials for the next year or two, depending on which one you're talking about. We're likely to see them get FDA approval, but approval does not mean it's fulfilled its trial phase, or has any long-term data. And at this point, we can clearly see that there is outside influence pushing some of these decisions. So, at this point, most of the institutions, I just simply can't accept as honest, and there's plenty of examples as to why that is. But when it comes to the concept of vote splitting, it's it's now been realized that the conservative party are not even allowing canvassers and organizers to go door to door. You cannot volunteer within the conservative group if you have not got your paperwork. So the idea that vote splitting <laughs> is is applicable is is laughable at this point. The conservatives are actually further down the slope of authoritarianism in this aspect than the liberals. The liberals will come out and say it, but they haven't implemented quite as far as the conservatives. But I view this, and, and I'm going to frame it, my perspective being the most important issue this election cycle is freedom and keeping your government in check and not allowing them to just run rampant at everyone's expense. And when you look at the conservative and liberal platforms, there's no vote to split there. A vote for either of them is a vote for the exact same policies. So, we desperately need to win seats. I, I'm a pragmatic person. The, the fact is, the PPC will not likely win federal leadership. But we need to make sure we have adults in the room while there's still a room to be in. Because the next four or five years, heck, the next six, eight months are going to be some of the most important times of this generation. We've 
largely weathered a pandemic that really had no largely noticeable rise in total deaths. Maybe that's a good thing. We've we managed it well enough that we didn't see it. Maybe it was a little overblown. I tend to believe it's probably somewhere in between the two. But we're coming out of the back end of it now. And there's reason to be concerned about some impacts mass vaccination may have and that'll be an issue we can deal with down the road but as, as a pandemic kind of wanes off we can see that it, it largely made no discernible impact outside of government impositions meaning most of the impacts and, and historical significance isn't going to be about the virus it's going to be about how it was handled and the damages that came from that we've seen unemployment we've seen childhood suicide rates but history really there's not a lot to this virus that that we're going to have to write about per se it'll it's almost all about how it was handled and the, and the government's positions on that so when I say that this part we're in now will be the most significant I really mean it because we're at a tipping point I don't the way I see it we're at a tipping point of our entire societies being flipped on their heads I see democracy literally hanging by a thread at this point and I don't know which way it's going to go. But I do know this is going to matter now and later. And I, I won't be silent as democracy slips away or changes in front of us into something unrecognizable. Anyway... I think I've covered enough doom and gloom topics tonight. I, uh, to be honest, I really didn't even want to record an episode tonight, but I felt I had to. I, I'm going to stick to my guns and try and keep one out a week. It's been a wild week with campaigning and life, and it's just easy to get down. I, I, I like to end by offering some hope, and, uh, I find myself struggling to find hope, but the more we talk about it, the more people see that it's okay to talk about it and find their courage to stand up. That's so critical, which is why I dragged myself out of the house and into the shop to do this tonight and to try and find words of reassurance. We can right the ship it may tip a little more before we can get it there but we can do it we just need to hold on to hope and draw our lines pick your line and don't give to it with conviction say this is where I stand I will not show you my papers this is not the society we live in and I refuse to accept it and once enough people do that it ends this has always been about compliance in the sense that this only goes as far as you let it 
you being society, but it starts with individual choices. And for everyone, that's going to be a different answer. But until we have enough people starting at the same point, that's that's where we need to start. So I wish you all the best in the week ahead. I will be doing a midweek political check-in for the election. Uh, Till next time, stay safe and stay free.